0: Listeners. Welcome to episode 206 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. The squads for the India women's team for the T20i and ODI series against Bangladesh women have been announced. India women will be touring Bangladesh for six limited overs matches, that is three T20is and three ODIs. The tour starts on 9th July with the first T20i and will end on 22nd July with the third ODI. All six games will be played at the Sher A Bangla Stadium in Mirpur. India have announced their squads for both the formats and there have been several surprising exclusions with well-known and regular faces being left out and newcomers being given chances. On the podcast today to discuss the squads chosen and give you listeners a preview, we have Srishti. Now, she is someone who enjoys watching cricket and has her own YouTube channel called Crick Connect with Srishti. Having recently covered the Women's Premier League, she has started following women's cricket and is here to share her views on the squads chosen by both India and Bangladesh. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Shrishti. Welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. I'm glad, you know, after our uh, encounters in the Third Man Cricket Show, we finally get to be on my podcast and have a lovely chat ahead. So, how are you doing today?
1: I'm actually really excited to be here. Thank you for this incredible opportunity. And I'm also really nervous because this is the first time I'm talking on a podcast. But yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes.
0: (laughs) Debut podcast. Right, I mean, it's going to be uh, quite interesting, right? Our topic is, uh, we're looking at previewing the Bangladesh versus India women series that's uh, scheduled to kickstart tomorrow. So uh, to, you know, just get uh, the ball rolling. Now let's look at India, right? So a lot of people question the sporadic selection in the uh, ODI and the T20 team. So what are your uh, two cents on the selections that happened? Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of like confusing set of selections for
1: sure. I mean, it's tough to understand how they're dropping some people and like selecting some because according to me, like uh, Kanika, Ahuja and Sriyanka Patel, they should have definitely made the cut. And there were also a lot of selections that I did not understand. I did not understand how they were uh, including Meghna Singh and like Monica Patel also. I did not understand her inclusion. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of like questions into a lot of selections. But then again, uh, I think like, there is an entire selection committee that does all of this. So we cannot like actually do anything to change it. So we just need to like make the best
0: of what we have right now. Absolutely. I mean, the resources we have at disposal right now is uh, nothing short of uh, fantastic. But as you said, there are some uh, selection calls that were tricky. And we will uh, discuss that through the episode as well. But even when you look at Hardman Kaur and smriti Mandana, now they are your more experienced uh, players in the setup. So with them leading as the yeah. skipper and uh, deputy, marshalling this relatively young squad, how do you think all of this is going to play out? So uh,
1: I think the pair... Like the pair of Harmanpreet Kaur and Smriti Mandana, they can lead the side really well. And I think they can work really well to mentor some youngsters that are coming into the squad right now. Mm. And obviously, there are a lot of fresh faces in the squad now. And Harmanpreet Kaur, she had a fantastic WP season. Like, I think she has this winning mentality. She plays to win. Mm. And I think that's really important. And we saw the example of her leadership in WPL. She led her side to victory and mandhana on the other hand she did not have the ideal wpl season mm. to say like she she was like the highest bid in the auction uh, but she rather had like an underwhelming campaign and she was only able to score like at an average of 18 runs mm. but i think but i think this is like her chance to really bounce back because we are playing against bangladesh or uh, not to underestimate them or anything but then uh, looking at our side we we should ideally win these matches so I think it's her chance to actually bounce back and lead the side well alongside Harman.
0: Absolutely. I mean coming to form will be uh, critical for Smriti Manala right like going ahead there are uh, talks of you know her becoming the captain after uh, probably Harman Preet Kaur rests but uh, again yeah. this will be a great chance for the seniors to you know lead from the front against a team like Bangladesh that obviously can't be just written off but uh, can present themselves as interesting uh, competitors and uh yeah. Even when you look at uh, some of the comebacks and uh, names in the squad, now Genua Rodriguez is one such name, right? Now she makes her name back in the ODI squad after that infamous snub in the 2022 uh, Women's World yeah. Cup, right? So uh, since then, we have uh, seen her trajectory, a strong comeback as well. So how do you think this series uh, presents itself as a chance for her?
1: yeah so i think uh, she must be really disappointed after that snub like she was not picked up in the world cup and uh, she i think she she was not playing well before that she failed mm-hmm. to reach double figures like i think she yeah she was not able to score well in odia yeah. in 2021 And uh, as she said, those were like the lowest phases of her career. And obviously, like coming back to this, uh, then T20 World Cup, she was really good in the T20 World Cup. She played a banger against Pakistan. I don't remember her exact score, but it was a thrilling match and she played really well. And I think she got a lot of confidence from that match and she carried that in WPL. Uh, In WPL, however, Mm -hmm. she did not like get the chance to like actually uh, show her batting performances and all. But we saw her taking a lot of good decisions on the field. And I think uh, talking about her confidence, I think that has really showed, that has really like showcased in this uh, WPL Mm -hmm. season. And I think she'll carry that going into this uh, tour. And yeah, I think this is a really good opportunity for her to showcase her
0: batting abilities as well. Absolutely, because, you know, uh, ever since the uh, retirement of Mithali Raj left a huge vacuum in that middle order and having uh, formidable players like her with good footwork, good shots is of uh, a lot of importance. And talking of that, we also have players like Yastika Bhatia. Now, she also makes this uh, middle order very stable, right? You have S. Megna as well. Yeah. And Yastika Bhatia also brings in this extra skill set of being a handy keeper, considering we don't have uh, Richa Ghosh. So what are your thoughts on uh, Yastika Bhatia and her presence in this team? So I think that Yastika Bhatia,
1: she's like really talented and she has like performed for India in tricky situations as well. Hmm. And I think in WPL as well, she had a very successful campaign. She opened with Haley Matthews and I mean, playing with Haley Matthews, what else do you need? And she, she was like, she, I think she had a, really, really good season, and she was able to score, I think, around 200 runs or so. Right. And I think that must have, like, boosted her confidence a lot. And like, she's so young. She's only 22 years old, and she has already played ODI World Cup, T20 World Cup, and mm-hmm. in the Commonwealth Games. And I think that's really inspirational, and the kind of depth she adds in the middle order is obviously very handy to our team. And uh, talking about s now, mm-hmm. so she had the chance to play for Gujarat and I think she had a good IPL season, decent outing with the bat as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she can definitely add that uh, depth further with
0: s Exactly. And these two players also have the Lawrence of being giants in the domestic circuit, you know, scoring uh, runs so well and having a lot of India caps also really gives a lot of confidence and playing against uh, Bangladesh will uh, open up a lot of opportunities for them, you know, if they can uh, maximize these opportunities. So here's hoping uh, the best for them. now. Earlier too, we spoke about some players who were left out of the squads and, you know, that really did not make sense. And one such example is that of Richa Ghosh, right? Now she's your attacking wicketkeeper bat who has uh, this knack of producing performances when the team needs it the most. So how do you process her absence from this team? Do you think it could be a fitness issue or, you know, the team trying to uh, weigh out other options and, you know, save her for better series perhaps?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, talking about Richa Ghosh, I did hear of it as, as a fitness issue or something. Like, it was nothing else. But mm-hmm. uh, who knows, like, what is, like, the actual reason for her absence? Because I don't think, like, if it was not a fitness issue, she should have definitely been in the squad. Because uh, I think the last match India played against uh, Bangladesh, I think, in uh, 2023 World Cup form of match. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Richa was really impressive there. I think she scored around 90 or something. Hmm. So she had a really good campaign against Bangladesh and uh, she also had a really good WPL season even though she ended up on the losing side. Hmm. Uh, and she's really talented. And yeah, so I did not really understand her exclusion if it was not a fitness issue.
0: Absolutely. And that also, uh, you know, takes my mind to the likes of Rinuka Singh Thakur, Rajeshwari Gayakwad, and Shikha Pandey, you know, who was left quite heartbroken at her uh, exclusion. So what did you make of uh, these omissions?
1: i mean like talking about Renuka singh she did not have the ideal outing in wpl um, yeah. but she was the leading wicket taker in commonwealth so again there are like there are positives and there are negatives as well mm-hmm. so i think um, yeah it's tough to understand why they have been dropped and even Rajeshwari gayakwad she had a decent outing in ipl as well sorry in wpl as well and she was there in world cup she was there in the t20 world cup as well and she mm-hmm. was playing really well there so, and Shikha Pandey, on the other hand, she played really well for Delhi. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was the leading wicket taker for them. And it was really sad to see her exclusion specifically because she was excluded out of the World Cup as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's something that was tricky to understand. Yeah, and there, there were some other exclusions as well, like mm-hmm. Radha Yadav and yeah. all. Like, I don't understand her exclusion as well.
0: I think with uh, Radha Yadav's case, there was a lot of criticism, you know, about her performances not being quite up to the mark, her fielding standards also not up to the standards. So, uh, did you think she deserved that axe or maybe having given her some more time to, you know, just get integrated with the setup would have been ideal? I think she should have been given that chance because along with Shikha Pandey, she
1: was also taking wickets in WPL. So, I mean, just excluding her out of the side, like... Yeah, I feel like she should have been given the edge over that.
0: Right. I mean, Bangladesh does present itself as uh, spin-friendly conditions and having handy all-rounders would only do a world of good but uh, certain decisions will continue to not make sense. But uh, looking at the positives yeah. right now, you have uh, Devika Vaidya and Aman Jodhkaun, who, uh, Aman Jodhkaun, you know, who recently, who made her debut uh, earlier this year in that tri-series versus South Africa. So good to see this infusion of uh, youngsters in the squad and them getting another opportunity to make that mark.
1: Yeah, I think Devika Vaidya plays for Maharashtra. She has been really good and oh, and did obviously help a lot and Amanjot Kaur on the other hand she was really impressive with her debut earlier this year or mm-hmm. uh, she was able to pick up the team from a situation when we were kind of like we were struggling I think we were 69 for five or something mm-hmm. and she played really well with Deetri Sharma yeah so yeah I think uh, her inclusion is really important and she had a good WPL season as well playing mm-hmm. under Harman yeah so I think these are some positive inclusions in the squad. So again, if we want to include uh, new people and new youngsters in the squad, I think there will have to be some exclusions again. So maybe that explains the
0: exclusions we discussed earlier. <laughs> yeah, you win some, you lose some. But uh, here's hoping yeah. you know, these youngsters can uh, again, you know, make the most of these opportunities because uh, once they come, you know, you have to grab them, otherwise, you will uh, face the act. So, there will be competition for that same uh, position. And uh, another yeah. interesting uh, selection was that of Uma Chetri, right? Now, she is a 20-year-old picket keeper from Assam. Now, she has replaced uh, Richard Ghosh in both the squads. Now, she is a part of your India A team that recently uh, toured uh, in the emerging yeah. Asia Cup uh, The team. And she has, I think, been rewarded for her performances and the kind of uh, promise she brings to the table. So, have you been uh, following her progress? And how happy were you at this uh, call-up? I mean, I was really
1: happy because she's from Assam, and this mm-hmm. is the first time she has give like received a national call up and everything. And her performance in the yeah in the emerging Asia Cup it was really yeah. nice as well. She played in both the games. I mean, there were not much ma- There were not many matches because most yeah. of them were abandoned.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, uh, the two matches she did play, in, they were really good. So I think yeah, it's fair enough to give her that chance.
0: Right. And again, she's coming on the back of some good uh, domestic performances, having made the right noises, you know, to ensure this uh, selection happened. And uh, another dark horse, you know, who really made it back to the squad, much to everyone's surprise, was that of Priya Punya, right? Now, she was your right-handed opening batter, played for some time for India, but then suddenly just found herself out of favour, owing to the likes of many others uh, coming in the setup. So uh, that also reminds me of Monica Patel, your left-arm seam bowler, who was just uh, thrust into the Indian setup when she didn't have a few good games, was dropped and, you know, again had to make use of domestic cricket to solidify her uh, position back in the Indian team. So do you think these are deserved comebacks and good opportunities for these
1: so honestly, Priya list like listening to her name in the squad, I was a bit confused because she hasn't played for India in a long, long time.
2: Yeah,
1: I think the last time she played was in 2021. So yes. that's a long time. Yeah, but then again, this is a great opportunity for her to like showcase her talent in ODI. So
2: hmm.
1: yeah, I think that's a great chance for her. And Monika Patel on the other hand, that was even more perplexing for me because like <laughs> she played for <laughs> Yeah, she played two matches, I think, for Gujarat yes. and uh, she was very expensive mm. and she was able to take only one wicket. And in the last two, three ODIs that she played for India, she she was wicketless. So mm. that's one thing. And I think that we already have Anjali Sarwani. So I don't yeah. think that her inclusion was really necessary in this squad.
0: Right, I mean, if you it's see from an exposure point of view, it seems like that's the only uh, way they wanted, or they just wanted a backup for Anjali Savani because having a left-arm seam option is always great, and it also seems like an endeavor in trying to build a pace battery. So perhaps that's the only reason uh, she was chosen. But if she yeah. gets to gets a go in the playing eleven, that would be really great to see. And uh, even when you look at the uh, Anusha Baredi and uh, Rashi Kanoja are two left-arm spinners. They've both earned their first ever uh, call-up set to the national side. And uh, they have replaced the duo of uh, Radha Yadav and Rajeshwari Gaigwad. Do you think this is too early to, you know, get a call-up in the setup? And will they be able to fill the big shoes?
1: Honestly, I think that Anusha, she had some decent numbers in the Emerging Asia Cup, and she can mm-hmm. also bat. So I think her inclusion is justified. Rashi, on the other hand, I think maybe it's a bit too early because I don't think she has that much exposure right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like uh, they do manage to, you know, make a mark here. That would be a really good thing for them. Like, it's a great stage for them to actually play and set their, set their mark, yeah. Right, yeah.
0: I mean, exposure-wise... Uh... Nothing beats it. But uh, we have another all rounder whose uh, inclusion made many people happy, and that's of Minu Mani, right? Now she's been included in the T20 score and she has a lot of promise. So do you think this was a uh, good inclusion? And will we see her perhaps feature in that playing 11?
1: I think, yes, this is like a very good inclusion. She's from Kerala and like I read her story and everything. Mm -hmm. She looks very promising and she also had the chance to play in WPL. She was only able to play like, I think, two, three games and she was able to like bowl three overs or something. But yeah, like she has stayed under the likes of Meg Lanning, Jess Johnson, and Jemima. So I think, um, yeah, she brings a lot of promise with her and Mm -hmm. I think this is a very good inclusion in the squad. And honestly, because uh, we are playing against Bangladesh, uh, so this is the right time to experiment, like not anything against them. But Mm. this is when we can actually
0: be flexible and experiment. And I think she should get a chance in the playing eleven. Absolutely, because it really helps us uh, check our uh, bench strength as well. And considering we don't have as many A-tours, this is a great opportunity for uh, most of these uncapped players to actually make a mark and, you know, take it one step above. Because in the women's training league, most of them were like grossly underutilized. But when you're getting a call-up like this, if they get a chance in the playing 11, uh, nothing like it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a great opportunity. Exactly. And uh, earlier too, we spoke about, uh, you mentioned, you know, Kanika Ahuja and Shriyanka Patan, the heroes of uh, India's emerging Asia Cup campaign, and them not making it to the squad, le- le- leaving a lot of us uh, confused and perplexed, right? So why do you think they miss yeah. the bus? Are-, are we like saving them up for something better or, you know, more exposure? <laughs> and, uh, is the way to go for them through other series? All. Honestly, what I
1: understood from this is maybe they're saving them for the late twos this year. But again, uh, like I said, this is the time to experiment. Like mm. we need to experiment against Bangladesh. So, uh, I did not understand the exclusion because they were they were really good in the Asia Cup. They were excellent, mm. and uh, I think Sri Lanka and Kanika they were excellent for RCB as well. So, yeah. uh, like their ex- yeah their exclusion was really perplexing. But again, I think they will get their chance this year definitely and the
0: teams that fly ahead. Absolutely, because Sri Lanka so, yeah. will also be playing in the women's uh, CPL. So it will be a great chance for her to you know showcase what she's uh, made of. And we have a whole domestic season also coming up. So a good domestic season yeah. can uh, certainly solidify uh, their places in either of the squads. I mean, good quality players, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and also looking at uh, the coach, right? So the biggest bone of contention for Indian women's team for so long has been (laughs) the lack of, I don't, I don't want to say a bad coach with the lack of a good uh, quality <laughs> coach, right? And uh, we've had a lot of uh, fighting for that seed and a lot of controversy and everything happening for that. So finally, we have uh, Amol Mazunda, right, who has been uh, selected as the coach. So good signs considering he's led a lot of uh, men's teams. He comes in with that exposure of having been a cricketer himself and now as a coach as well.
1: Yeah, I think he has some really impressive batting records. He has also like been the vice captain of under-19 team. Mm-hmm. And he has played with the likes of Rahul Ravid Ganguly. And like you said, he has been the he has also been the batting coach for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. For the under-19 team, under-23, and even for Rajasthan Royals. I think he brings in a lot of exposure and a lot of experience. And I, I think that will like help us to groom the team really well. Now that we have a lot of youngsters.
0: We need someone who has that experience does bring in a lot of experience, which is uh, great to see. And, you know, leading this uh, young-ish squad, I think it's really going to uh, work well. And uh, now, you know, through this episode, we have discussed a plethora of players and what they bring to the table. So what would your ideal playing 11 for the T20 and ODI series look like?
1: Okay, so... Like probably opening with Shafali one man, Mandana, and Mandhana mm-hmm. and uh, one down maybe Jemima and middle order mainly focusing on Hardman and Chandigarhi. Okay. Or uh, but after that I would maybe like put in menu money here like <laughs> that is something yeah that is something they can do but hmm. I don't know like maybe Holly or all menu money and then maybe Puja Vastakar and Anusha Baredi as well I would like to experiment with her as well and. Okay. We could we could actually go with Anjali and Monica both. Hmm. But then but then again, yeah. So this is pretty much like the T twenty lineup. Okay. And I think in the I think in the ODI lineup, uh pretty much everything the same, but uh Sne, Rana replaces one of the players because she has been really good. Yeah. I think she should definitely get her chance in ODI. Absolutely. And even Triyapunia, she could mm-hmm. she, she could be in the
0: playing eleven as well. Uh, but do you see her in, like, the opening slot or, like, somewhere in the middle order? Perhaps middle order, right?
1: Yeah, perhaps middle order. Right? Like, the opening is pretty set, so I, like, don't want to mess up with that.
0: <laughs> right, I mean, this looks like a very uh, well-balanced uh, playing 11, although it looks batting heavy, which India will definitely lead, need considering, uh, you know, how we've seen of uh, past few close matches that resulted in absolute heartbreak. So having a batting deep side would uh, certainly, you know, raise India's uh, chances and prospects of uh, winning as well to a great extent.
1: Yeah, I think uh, a batting heavy lineup will definitely help that. And considering like Bangladesh have a lot of spinners right hmm. now, So I think the batting needs to be strong from
0: our side. Right. And we do have uh, batters with that skill set as well, you know, to tackle uh, tricky spin conditions. So all in all, I think we are in for quite an interesting series as well. And even when you look at India's calendar right now, this white ball series does mark the start of a very busy calendar for us. Then we face the likes of New Zealand, England, Australia. And Mm -hmm. for the next six months, it looks quite interesting. So good signs finally that we have an FTP in place and a lot to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I think this is really good for practice and like these are really strong teams where mm. we cannot actually experiment much. And I think against them, we need to be playing at our full strength and like at our best team. So like that is the time where we need to like prepare for the upcoming tournaments like the 2024 mm. or T20 World Cup and the other tournaments that I had. And here we can maybe include all these exclusions like Kanika Ahuja, Sri mm-hmm. Patel, and like even Rajeshree Kaipod, Chika and all these players can make the
0: awards clear. Absolutely. It will be so, interesting yeah. to see, uh, you know, the kind of composition that the management would want to go ahead for these uh, other important series. But nevertheless, you know, seeing a lot of cricket on the calendar is uh, quite a heartening sight, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. Like, I think it's really important for see that we play these matches against these big teams because like Mm -hmm. we need that we need that kind of exposure and practice right now because it always happens that we reach the semis and we reach the finals and we end up we end up on the losing side so I think this yeah this heavy calendar this this is really needed at this time for our team
0: Right, it is certainly the way to go. And on one end, you have India, you know, where we see cricket growing so much. But the other side, you have Bangladesh that is still, you know, in the developing side. Uh, they still need a lot of uh, matches to go. And for the BCB to, you know, ensure a good domestic system as well. Yet, yeah, Bangladesh presents themselves as quite a fierce competitor. Now, when you look at Bangladesh yeah. selection, they have left out big names in the form of Jahanara Alam and Fargona Nahak. So, uh, this was quite shocking because in the T20, I said you need those experienced people and the youngsters. So, what did you make of these exclusions? Yeah, I did not understand the exclusion of Jana She She's
1: very experienced and I think she's like, she's really important to the Bangladesh lineup. She has like mm-hmm. taken a lot of wickets in T20s and I, I don't know, like she had been excluded earlier as well in the ODIs against uh, India and yeah. I really do not understand, even though she did not have the ideal, like, series she would have wanted against Sri Lanka,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, you need senior players like these when you're facing a big team like India. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was definitely there, and even, yeah, and even Fargana, she she also did not have the ideal, mm-hmm. you know, series she would have liked against Sri Lanka, but again, she has records, and she she's a really... Great batswoman, so I think she should have definitely been there. We need experienced players like these when facing India.
0: Exactly because uh, these two players have you know uh, held the reins of uh, Bangladeshi women's cricket for so long. So suddenly their exclusion from the team might be quite a jolt even to the youngsters uh, who are making their way. And talking of uh, surprising exclusions, we also have uh, Lata Mundal and like Fariha Trisna. They were also like dropped from the side. So uh, massive losses, you reckon? Yeah, I think like they're definitely by dropping
1: Atta Mondal, they're definitely missing out on an all-rounder. Hmm. And even like Faria she she's really talented. She's, she's young, but she's really talented and she's capable of taking a lot of wickets. Hmm. So yeah, definitely huge losses for them. But then again, I don't know like what criteria they use to select
0: the score but yeah whatever like right I mean uh, sometimes the selection can get uh, super tricky right like we don't know what are these uh, criteria but even though you know Bangladesh is going to uh, certainly face uh, a tough side in the form of india you still have the ex the likes of uh, salma Khatun, who has returned to the side you also have batters like Dilara akhtar shati rani and also the 16 year old shorna akhtar and maruf akhtar right so this is i think building up to be a very strong core. Even in the under 19 world cup we saw uh the likes of shorna akhtar and maruf akhtar really making uh, strong statements so what are your thoughts on them
1: Yeah, I think uh, Salma Khatun, she's a very experienced all-rounder and she's definitely a very good addition to the Mm squad. I think she adds a lot of variety to the spin attack. And talking about Shorna Akhtar, she's really talented and uh, she also had a good T20 World Cup season. Mm -hmm. So this is also definitely a good inclusion in their side. And Marufa Akhtar, strong addition in the pace department, definitely. She was rested during the Sri Lanka tour, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and even Shati Rani. Shati Rani, she had a very good domestic season. And Mm -hmm. uh, she's a very impressive T20 player. So, yeah, overall, I think they do have that depth. But then again, the experience part is Mm a problem. Like, I think they have a lot of youngsters. Yeah. And
0: uh, having a lot of youngsters yeah. is great, you know, like they're fresh to the setup, they bring in their own perspectives and ideas. But having uh, seniors lead will also be uh, as important. Now, even when you look at Bangladesh's batting, it will, I think, largely depend on like Nigar Sultana, their captain. Then you have Shamima Sultana, yeah. apart from Dilara and uh, Shobana most three. Then you have Murshida Khatun and Shorna. But nevertheless, I think the batting core uh, looks formidable, right? Yeah, I think like
1: uh, Murshida Khatoon and Shamima Sultana, they can open really well for them. And mm-hmm. then maybe like in the middle order or Nigar Sultana and Shobana Mustri, they can add that depth. So they do have really good batswomen. women. That's not a problem. But it's just that uh, when you go to the lower order, it's a lot of youngsters. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be a problem. Uh, and especially, uh, yeah, so they need to they need to perform well and they need to take control because a lot depends on these four.
0: Absolutely. And I was just bringing the point of how, you know, an over-dependence might be a cause for concern because if uh, their, you know, uh, batting is just dependent on them, the lower order may not be able to uh, quite chip. And so it will be interesting to see how uh, this score uh, fares against the Indian attack that also seems relatively inexperienced thanks to some brilliant uh, selections that happened there. <laughs> And yeah. uh, even when you look at Bangladesh's spin attack right now, uh, the spin attack will have to carry much of the bowling as we just have what, like two pace uh, pacers were picked in the form of Marufa Akhtar and the uncapped uh, Disha Biswas. So do you think they're being very over-reliant on spin and not paying as much attention to pace? Yeah, I mean, definitely you can't
1: just have two pacers right so they they will definitely miss Jahanara Alam they should have included her in the squad and even Paryatrista I think uh, this over reliance on spin might be something that will cost them because they have like six seven spinners and like two pacers that's that's Mm. not very well balanced.
0: Right, and considering yeah. a lot of Bangladesh's squad composition is just under 19 stars, it goes to show what is happening to the domestic system, uh, you know, that's relying so much on age group cricket. Yeah. You have a 16-year-old in your squad and then the oldest is, I think, like Salma Khatun. So, you can see the uh, gulf, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm not understanding, like, what are the criteria for these selections. Like That is something <laughs> really confusing from their side
0: as well. Yeah, I mean it's good I to invest in think... youngsters from the start, right?
1: Yeah, it is good to invest in youngsters, but I feel like it should it should at least be well planned. I feel like this is just going haywire; like mm. it's not very well balanced.
0: Yeah, which might uh, be quite uh, difficult for them to you know get acclimatized to playing international cricket, and uh, Bangladesh presence itself as a good side, nevertheless. Uh, brimming with youngsters, but, you know, getting it all together uh, will be crucial. Now, while the series against uh, their neighbours, you know, you look at it from an India perspective, it might be low-key, right? Uh, It's just a series versus Bangladesh. Now, uh, given the strength of the sides, as per our discussion, I think we can still see interesting uh, matchups. So how do you think the series will pan out? Okay, so honestly, I think that it
1: should... Ideally, be an easy win for India, but then again, we can't get overconfident and just think that it's Bangladesh and we should win this. Yeah, yeah. because uh, it it actually does not depend on who has the better team. It, uh, it depends on who plays better that day, right? So, I think it can be a very interesting. Yeah, it can be a very interesting tour for India as well, and hmm. uh, hopefully, hopefully we can see the youngsters perform really well. And hmm. if they do, obviously, it gives them the chance to get back in the tours that lie ahead as well
0: absolutely and i think it's an opportunity for the youngsters of both the sides you know to actually uh present yeah. their best case for uh, tours ahead and actually make a case for themselves and uh, as we reach the end of our uh, discussion as well do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners Okay, so something that I would really like
1: to share is that uh, I recently started watching women's cricket, so okay. especially after Women's Premier League. So Women's Premier League was really fun to watch. And I think that everyone should start watching hmm. women's cricket and support women's cricket because, uh, yeah, imagine the kind of heights they can reach if they get the support that men's cricket do in, in our country. So hmm. yeah, that's the only thing I would like to say.
0: That's actually a fitting uh, conclusion. And I'm so glad, you know, that you've started watching women's cricket, understanding how much uh, this version also has to offer, right? And uh, thank you so much. On that note, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the podcast and sharing some lovely insights. It really shows, you know, put in the work and did the research on these (laughs) players. And that was actually uh, brilliant to see. And I'm sure even our uh, listeners will uh, agree. Here's hoping I can have you uh, back on the podcast again. And until next time, stay safe and take.
2: thank you thank you so much
0: cheers with this we draw curtains on our discussion thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support please follow and press the bell icon on spotify and subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.